and welcome to Women in the Business Arena. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shuk Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Every week, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We reframe the lens on business so women just like you know how to achieve not just success, but fulfillment and freedom. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs, mothers, and multiple business owners how to conquer the business arena. And the thousands of women we have worked with have given us insights and wisdom to share with you. We get honest, vulnerable, and real about what we've seen and experienced. We would love for you to join us in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. And if you want to get even more support, visit womeninthebusinessarena.com. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host, Laura Schick-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, hello. We're on for an exciting episode today, my friend. That's right. And we are celebrating our 100th episode. Yay! It's, it's crazy to think that we have done 100 weeks of podcast recording. Like it's amazing. Uh, it is. And, you know, we've had so much fun doing it. And and we thought we would make this episode a little bit fun. Like we we wanted to talk, of course, this month is Women's History Month, which is amazing. And so we thought we would kind of talk a little bit about that. And just, you know, women have done so many amazing contributions to the world and we continue to move forward in that light. And, you know, that's really what we want to talk about in this podcast as well on a regular basis. Um, but we also thought we would do something fun and talk a little bit about the top three most listened to episodes that we've had in our last hundred, because, you know, I think it says a lot about who we are and, you know, what we're talking about and the topics that we care about, but I love it because it really shows us what the listeners care about as well. Mm, I love this. Yes. It's awesome to be able to stop and reflect You know, we talk about this Mm. in our business, um, being able to stop and reflect and see where you've come. So this is you all listeners get to hear, you know, Sonia and I in process as we're like reflecting back on all of the episodes that we've done and how it's impacting and landing, resonating with all of you and just, yeah, can excited about the continued journey. And I do think it's very, um, timely. It's so perfect that we're landing, um, in, um, the month of March and that it's um, Women's History Month because all this month we celebrate the contributions that women are making, the milestones that we're reaching, and women are transforming business like no other area right now. And like 40% of new entrepreneurs are women. So like people, you know, it's like, this is a huge impact that we're making and we need each other. We need to be supporting each other. We need to be vulnerable with each other and sharing our stories. And I feel like that's what we, we have the honor to do in this podcast, Sonia. So I love that we get to be here together. Yeah, me too. And like, you know, it's so amazing, you know, for our listeners, for you, you guys hear us sort of every week chatting and talking and being with each other. And we know each other really well. And that's been a part of this amazing journey. But we're so honored, really, to be able to share some of our learnings, to reflect on some of the things that we're, you know, understanding and navigating as well. I mean, both Laura and I are constantly skill building 
we're constantly figuring things out and we share those with you in real time, you know, and also all the the things in our previous history we've learned. I mean, being entrepreneurs for so long, having done a lot of self-development, both of us, you know, we've learned a lot of things along the way. And, you know, that is the beauty of all of us. Like sometimes I think when we look at what women have contributed or we look at contribution, we, we sometimes compare it, like we're looking at the big things, you know, like, oh, you know, someone contributed, you know, the first woman in space, you know, like these kind of things where they were big contributions, which of course are amazing and need to be honored and praised. But what I think we try to do in this podcast is honor and praise every tiny contribution. Like sometimes the most important contributions are the ones we make on a daily basis. They're not the big ones. They're the small ones. Mm. Oh, that is so good because we do, we tend to gravitate towards the big ones and women are making powerful micro movements in their world, in their families, in their businesses every day. And those are the ones that we want to celebrate. And, you know, I think that, um, women have always had this profound ability to be behind the scenes, making Mm. everything happen. And we've gotten used to, you know, staying behind that, um, you know, behind the scene and, and staying kind of in the background. And I love that. I think entrepreneurship actually is a vehicle and a platform for women to step into the front and center of their work because you are your business and there is nobody to stand behind, you know, it's like, this is it. This is the platform. And we're making such, um, big, uh, like you said, big contributions and we're making really small ones. And I think that this podcast, if, if it's done anything for our listeners, I hope it's just given people a lot of encouragement and validation, uh, to support them knowing that they're not alone, knowing that this is so important and valuable for the society that we show up a hundred percent. Um, I know there's a quote out there about like, if you don't, um, include women in the, in whatever it is that you're trying to do, then you're missing like this amazing, um, bucket of talent, right? It's like, if you don't have women standing forward, then you're not ever going to fully succeed because we bring so much to the plate. So I'm just really grateful to be like able to stand around that plate and be like, yes, <laughs> like we're here and we're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Look, I so agree. And, and you guys, I think, it, you know, the journey really is about learning to honor and um, praise each tiny little step that we make. And whether it is that you've decided to go into business and and therefore, that's a huge step. And every day you're focused on impact and every day you're focused on service or helping others or, you know, just even providing for your family. Like these are huge contributions and they're important and they totally change the world. And so, you know, it is about really coming to honor those tiny little things. I mean, so often my clients, you know, are, are looking at sometimes the big things that they want to create. You know, maybe it's the, the high level income or, you know, lots of leads or, you know, the things that we want to create in business, which is amazing, or they want to make a lot of impact or they, they want to have a a bigger voice and, and all of those big things are really powerful. But what I always try to share with them is how much impact they're making just by having conversations, just by choosing to stay in their integrity, just by, you know, really having a voice in the world, even a small voice every day, whether it's on social media, whether it's in the people that they talk with, or whether it's in their emails, like there is no end to the way that we can 
can have impact and that we can contribute. And I think women have been contributing forever, right? Like we've influenced the family. We've influenced the way the world works. We've influenced the arts. We've influenced, you know, how we eat. Like there's so many areas that women have influenced quietly in the background for years and years and years and centuries. Mm -hmm. And now we're able to be more in the limelight and have more of a strong voice out in the world. And entrepreneurship is one of those ways that we're doing it. And I just think, you know, this is really a moment where like every listener to like, just take a step back for a second and really like celebrate what you've contributed just by being in business, just by having conversations, just by supporting people, just by being in service. Every single thing you've done is a contribution to the change in the world that you want to make. And I think it's really being able to sit with that for a minute and honor it and like really congratulate ourselves for what we have contributed. Oh, I love that. Women are shaping the future of work every day and we're doing a damn good job at it. <laughs> yes, we are. You know, and that's and that's so much a piece of what we really wanted this podcast to be about. And definitely this is 100% my personal mission is that, you know, we want women to see that they can operate their business. They can operate in the work working world in such a different way. It doesn't have to be about hustling and it doesn't have to be about pushing and it doesn't have to be about sales at any cost. And it doesn't have to be about stepping outside your integrity, but that we can actually create balance, that we can slow down, that we can be more conscious and caring with the people that are in our lives, that we can, you know, totally shift the way the world views work and business and entrepreneurship. And that's because we're doing it. Yes. Yes. And I mean, this just makes me think of our roots, Sonia, like why you and I came together is because we created the first work-life balance center in the world. Mm. We were the first to introduce wellness into the co-working model. One of the first to bring childcare into co-working. And that was yeah. 11 years ago. Yeah. And now what I see women doing is they're changing the way that they're working. They're doing it digital, like as digital nomads and taking their yeah. family with them. They're creating co-working centers that have childcare. They are bringing in the well, like more and more women are changing all of these business structures so that it's made by women for women. And it's amazing the difference that that is making because we don't have to stay in those same structures that we've come from and been more of like met the nine to five um, nuclear family, the father coming to work and, you know, all of those even business structures, like the way that office buildings were created and the way that our workflow and workday schedule, all of that was based on a way that weren't, wasn't supporting women in the workforce. And now we're like creating that the CEOs of companies are like changing their time flex policy for moms and dads on maternity leave. You know, our country just now in the U S passed a law that breastfeeding is legal in all States. I mean, it's ridiculous that we actually have to pass that law, but like, this is exciting that because women are stepping into the leadership roles in the structures and in those leadership positions saying, uh, uh, like this has not been working for women. So yeah. we're changing it so that it's more, more likely to support our integrated way of being in the world. And that is good for men and women because the men also want time with their children. Men also want to be able to take care of their bodies. You know, it's like, and the, and the women are helping them be able to do that. So that's what I love about all of the changes is the changes we're making that women are making in business are good for humanity, period. Done. Not the mic. <laughs> 
I can't even follow up with that. Yeah, <laughs> look, I love it. I think, you know, so in this time where we're celebrating our 100th episode and all that we've created here, you know, I really want to celebrate all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of our community. You know, thank you for making every little contribution that you make. Like we're truly honored to be a part of this. So, you know. Yes, so much, so thank much you. gratitude and love. Yes. yes. Yeah. So speaking of how much we love our listeners, Sonia, how much do they, what do they love? What do they love listening to? What are our top three? I'm like excited to dive into And you know, it's so cool because really the top three episodes, and so we're going to do a drum roll and go through each one, you know, (laughs) they're actually our older episodes. So, you know, which is, which is awesome because, you know, for a lot of the newer listeners or people who've just started to tap into, you know, who we are and what we're offering, you know, they necessarily haven't gone back to listen to some of our older episodes. So these are going to be some good ones that, you know, obviously they're the most downloaded, they're the most listened to, uh, they're definitely what our audience is sort of, you know, in tune with and excited about. So the the top third most listened to episode is actually episode 46. How do you redefine yourself and truly step into who you are now? Woo! Mm. Woo! It's the power episode. Yeah. About stepping into your power. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I think what was so great about that episode is we talked a lot about redefining yourself, right? Because... You know, as you grow, as you, you know, build your business, as you grow your business and all these different ways in which we, we really move ourselves forward. Like we often have to have those moments where we stop to redefine who are we now, you know, instead of getting stuck in sort of old definitions or other people in our lives, keeping us in old definitions, we have to break those old definitions to really redefine. Yeah, it's so true that, you know, we're constantly evolving. And that episode was really focused on giving us giving ourselves permission Mm. to reevaluate to pivot to shift in a way that continues to help us step into that full expression of ourselves. And it's sometimes when you feel like you're not being true to yourself, or you're feeling like there's something that's just not coming to light. It can be that it's because you're operating in an old pattern or in an old way that's just holding that illumination back somehow. Mm. And it's just shifting and stepping, redefining something like, well, you know what, maybe I'm not that kind of leader. Maybe I stepped into my business and I did things this way. And I told my staff it was going to be like this. And then now that's not resonating. Like that's not actually what I want to bring forth. I want to do it this way. I want to even be more um, courageous and shift the whole paradigm on this one thing. And I, by doing that, I've stepped fully into my power. So I think that's something that people are sometimes afraid of when, especially if they've even been successful on one track, but they start feeling unhappy that they're not fully somehow realized, right? Their power's not realized, but they're like, but this is the way I've done it. And it's always worked and it's been successful and I can't change now, but nothing is as important as you staying in alignment with yourself. That's right. And I think, you know, what, what Laura just tapped into too, is that permission, you know, like really what we want to talk about in that episode. And what I think is really important even right now is to recognize that it's about giving ourselves permission to redefine and to really just even acknowledge how much we've changed. Like every day, most of us are shifting and changing. As you're running a business, it's inevitable that you'll change because I mean, your experience becomes so different. You're changed by so many influences. You know, 
know, so we become different, we become stronger, more resilient, more aware, like all these ways in which we grow and shift. And I think it's that permission to fully acknowledge it. Like, you know, it's, it's not even always about deliberately redesigning. Sometimes we're already redesigned. It's just giving ourselves permission to say, ah, this is who I am now. I'm not who I was then. Yeah. Yeah. And it's exciting. It's scary. And it's exciting. <laughs> it's yeah. all the feels. And it's yeah. all the things. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, one of the really important things, like you were saying as well, Laura, and in that episode as well, is that, you know, it is about staying in alignment with ourselves. And I think, you know, one of the things I see happen in business is that sometimes we get caught in, you know, the old definitions and the old ways we, you know, we have, re- have defined ourselves or other people have defined us, or even like you were saying, you know, rules or structures that we've created in our business. And sometimes it is about recognizing none of that's in alignment anymore. And we do have the the ability to change everything. We can pivot. We can shift our business completely. We can change all our structures. We can recreate agreements, right? Because I think sometimes, you know, for instance, I make all my clients, my clients do contracts for their clients. I do contracts with my clients. But if we want to recreate an agreement, you can make a new contract, get them to sign it. Like there's all these amazing ways in which we, we think we're stuck in an old structure and an old definition. But in truth, we have the power and the choice to redefine, to create new agreements, to go to people and have communication to say, hey, this isn't working for me anymore. Um, You know, we could do that with our partners. There's all these ways in which we have so much power to redefine and to move the boundaries and to shift and change our definitions. And I think we just sometimes don't recognize that that's in our power. Yeah. 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 And not, not recognizing sometimes it's just because we haven't really been reminded. I think that's what we're here to do here on this podcast, like remind each other that we have this unlimited potential and the old structures or the old messages and old patterns that sometimes get us stuck. Um, we can shed them and there's Mm -hmm. nothing better though than a woman across from you that's saying like, I see you and I believe in you and let's go do this. And that's what I really think kind of in bringing this back to women's, um, history month is that you see a lot of memes and hashtags now around women supporting women, but there's still underneath that, like a myth that, um, that was perpetuated from the, you know, patriarchy is that there's only room for one successful woman at the top. Like a lot of people from my generation, you and Sonia and I's generation, like Mm -hmm. you kind of were like, yeah, you can be anything, but Mm -hmm. there's only one spot up there for, (laughs) for you. So all you women need to fight each other. Um, fight each other for that spot, fight each other for that man, fight each other for that. So we need to realize that, that stepping into our full power is also liberating all of us because Mm. then we know that we're not limited to one spot. We're not limited to one leadership role. We're like unlimited. We are, you know, powerful beyond measure. So yeah. yeah. And that's what I love, you know, some, sometimes I've heard you say, and I think we said a few times in this podcast that, you know, we're not coming to the table to, you know, and having a, sort of the male or the patriarchy or the old sort of traditions and definitions and structures to come to the table and meet equally. We are going to shift the table. We're going to change the table. We're going to turn the table upside down. Yeah. You know, and that's the power that we have. Oh, yeah. We're coming with the power saws and the wood and like we're building that shit from the ground 
wound up because we don't need to lean in at any old man's table. Like we don't need to do that. God, no. Thank you, Laura. Ours is going to look so much better. I mean, our aesthetic is going to be spot on. Our table, everyone's going to want to come to. <laughs> it's going to have amazing food on it and it's going to have all sorts of beautiful flowers and amazing things happening at that table. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. And that's, you know, and that's the point. So I think, you know, it makes sense why that's one of the most listened to episodes because I think women are hungry to redefine themselves and the world and our place in it and our roles and really just sort of break some of the, some of the boundaries and break some of the limitations and break that damn glass ceiling down. You know, like it's, it's time for us to redefine it all. And sometimes that just starts with, from within, right? Like, I I think sometimes we think that the contributions are external or, you know, it's all about shifting and changing the world, or it's all about, you know, making big things happen out there. But honestly, and this is what I teach my clients as well. The biggest shifts you make are going to be inside. They're going to be the ones no one else sees, but they'll be felt right. The whole world will feel it. And every contribution we make from that change will have huge impact. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I love it. Ooh. All right. So your that... drum roll coming. <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay. So the second most listened to episode is episode 58. How do we create and embody a bigger vision? So I, I love this episode and actually I've, um, I make it a part of my course that I make everybody listen to this episode because I think it's so powerful for us to shift our perspective sometimes to a bigger vision that we might've created for, for ourselves originally. Yes. Yes. And I mean, the whole embodied, the Mm. ability to not only conceptualize our dreams, but to be able to embody is something that we talk a lot about in throughout our episodes. It's really interesting how that specific episode has been one of our top threes. Cause I think that that is a huge, it's just a constant um, value that we're weaving Mm -hmm. through all of our discussions is the ability to move from just a cognitive conceptualization into really feeling it, really embodying it. Um, in the world of sensation, in the world of um, energy, like, yeah, bringing it, bringing it down. So, yeah, look, I agree. And, and I hope that we're illustrating that in a lot of the topics that we talk about, because, you know, what I think Laura and I've come to understand over the years and, and what has been a really important part of my own practice as well is that it's not enough to conceptualize something or think about it. You have to feel it. You have to embody it. It has to become a part of who you are and in that grounded place. Otherwise, it's just this thing, this wispy thing out there. And I think, you know, what was so powerful about this episode is that a lot of people have visions, right? A lot of people have goals and they have things that they want to create for their business and they have, you know, things that they want to create for their life and they have big dreams. But oftentimes they're created from like a place of uh, resistance, maybe to something that they've experienced or a place of illusion, something they think they want, but they're not, they haven't really felt it necessarily, or they define something just because that's what the world says is success 
success. And so it's so important, I think, just to take the time to really feel and allow yourself the space to say, is that what I really want? And what about it is what I want? You know, so for instance, a lot of people come to me and I always ask everybody that I sort of get on a call with, what do you want to create? What do you want to create a year? What do you want to create in five years? What's your bigger vision? And and sometimes, you know, a lot of people are like, I want to make this much money or I want to be able to do this or maybe I want balance or whatever it is. And I'm like, you know, cool. And what is that about for you? Like, what's the meaning of it? What is the, the piece of it that you really want? Because so often I think people want freedom and that's a feeling, right? And it really has nothing to do with what you're creating on the outside, it has nothing to do to what you're, you know, building in the world, that's actually like a feeling. And so I think that's a really interesting piece, you know, that we discussed on that podcast episode as well is, you know, is feeling it and making sure that it's in alignment with what you really want. And I think what we shared, um, because typically when we talk about the body, um, I bring in that idea of doing a body check Mm -hmm. and like being able to feel in, is this mine? Um, The body's a great place to, to let a dream sink into like just dive it dive into your body and and feel and think about that dream or that vision and and your body will tell you hell yes like that's resonating or it will um give you the message that's like that's not working and um the, the the tension tightness a little bit of uneasiness you know that's the body check that's like there's not something fully um, worked out here. There's something not Mm. quite right where when something really resonates the body. Like you take, you just feel your, your shoulders relax, your jaw gets relaxed, your breath, like all of a sudden just your body takes a nice deep breath. Like those are all ways in which you can body check. And I think we talked a little bit about that because especially it's confusing when the illusions or the old stories are there. Like when you've been told something all your life about who you were supposed to be or what, um, what that dream is supposed to feel like, or how you said how the success is me- is measured, when we don't realize that that's not ours, and you know that that is mm-hmm. somebody else's that's been placed on us, the body can be one of the best instruments to break through and tell us the truth of that, more so than any cognitive thought, because the cognitive thoughts have been conditioned. We do get conditioned over time to think mm-hmm. a certain way and get rewarded for that behavior and that thought. But the body has like our intuitive wise self in it. It's like, kick that one out. Like that is not ours. That is not true for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, learning to be able to listen to the body and to understand the difference between that and the mind or the head or the brain, however you want to define it is, Mm -hmm. is such an important skill. And I think you know, we played in that episode a lot with also the idea of trying things on. Like, you know, I um, sort of explained and shared that whenever I'm looking to see what I want to create in the world, you know, or what my future plans are, what my goals are, I try it on. Like, how would that fit? How does it feel? So rather than just, you know, an idea like I'm going to create this, I was like, hmm, how's that feel? And I did that with this nomadic trip that we're on, you know, where I really, and, and we did that episode long before we even really decided to do this trip. And I, you know, had to try it on. Like, what would it feel like to be traveling for two years? What would it feel like not to have a home? 
does that even fit me? What does that feel like? And that's where I came up with this idea that we would do slow travel. So rather than, you know, what a lot of people do, whereas they spend a week here, a couple weeks here, and they travel around a lot. I was like, for me, what feels right after trying everything on was like three months, you know, like sort of an average of three months in a location so that I can feel like I can settle in, find some comfort, but also not get too comfortable. And that fit really well. And I think that's what we need to do more often with every part of our dreams and every part of our vision is what fits, what feels right. Just try it on, but you got to have space to do that. Yes, yes. And creating that space is something that if you if you're starting to feel any sense of guilt about that space, you need to come back onto this podcast and listen because we tell every <laughs> in every episode like space is the most amazing gift that you can give yourself. Like we live in a in a time in which actually space is a luxury. Yeah. And it's a luxury that you need to carve out for yourself. Like we don't give it to ourselves enough. And we think that we have to squeeze everything into our schedule, except for this space for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we need to re um, we need to, you know, just like reset that thought that time for self and space for self to get clear about what we need. That's the priority. That's the, the thing that takes up three hour blocks on your calendar, not yes. a 15 minute increment. <laughs> Yes. And like, it's so funny because I was, you know, telling my clients the other day, cause I did like a training on space and I was like, I want you just to go sit <laughs> at a coffee shop and do nothing. And they're like, what? I'm like, this is your new work, work, part of your work day. I want you to go sit at a coffee shop and just drink coffee, look around, see who's there. Don't do anything. (laughs) Don't journal. Don't write your to-do list. Don't work. Don't pull out your laptop. Just sit and just experience some space. See how you feel. Reflect. Whatever comes, let your mind wander. Like that is what creating space is, not sort of the pressure-filled things. Okay, I've got 15 minutes. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do my to-do list in my 15 minutes of space. You know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to pull up my journal and I'm going to do this thing. And yeah. Like we fill up our own space with the things that are like, yeah, the to-do list. It's really, really interesting. Um, and it it's a practice because we're so out of practice with it. Like we're so out of touch with that rhythm, what our natural rhythms are. And we, and I talk about this often on this podcast is that that's why nature is such a great reset because it doesn't ever lose its rhythm. It has the ebb and flow. It has expansion and contraction. You can feel it in trees. You can see it and hear it in the ocean. Like that's why sometimes when you aren't able to maybe sit with yourself, try to go into nature and do it and just start listening to nature. Let your focus go from inside you to nature and hear it and listen to it and touch it. And you'll be surprised like, cause it recalibrates you. It's, mm. it's a model. It's like an actual, um, it's leading you demonstrating like, this is what it's like to return to your natural rhythm. <laughs> it's what it feels like to be able to breathe <laughs> and be able to move slowly. Yeah. yeah. It's a great it's- teacher. It's amazing. And I think, you know, that requires some deliberateness because we've got to put down our phones. Yeah. We've got, you know, and that's what I see. It can be really uncomfortable at first. You know, when I started to make this a practice of literally just sitting, because I used to go to coffee shops, which I've always done. I love coffee. Anybody who knows me knows I love coffee. But, you know, I used to go to coffee shops and I would, 
be productive. You know, I, w- I would even journal like that was my space. I would journal, you know, I would sit for you know the first 30 minutes or whatever and journal and get it. But I started to realize I just actually needed some breathing room to do nothing. And when you first start doing that, like it was uncomfortable because I was thinking, Everyone else here is productive. Like every single other person in that coffee shop is on their phone, on their computer, very seriously studying something. Like they're all totally fixated. Are they talking, you know, with someone else? And I was the only person just sitting there. Yes. <laughs> and I think, you know, like that's the the really interesting part. And so at first when I first, I was like, okay, am I weird? You know, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, and once in a while, someone might look up from their computer and kind of look at me and I might smile at them and then they go back to their computer, you know, like, this is really funny. So, you know, it took some, some getting used to, and I think uh, some deliberateness not to get uncomfortable and therefore then whip out your phone, make yourself look productive, you know, the whole thing. And I know a lot of you do that. Come on. Yeah. And, and so, you know, but it's the the piece is, is that that space to just feel that space to just be embodied, that space to just ground ourselves, to do nothing, to let our mind wander to it's amazing where it goes. And I find that when I give myself that space, I'm so much more grounded. I'm so much more in touch with my feelings. You know, I'm not disconnected because I've been on electronics or, you know, pulled towards something in Facebook or whatever it is. I'm connected to myself. I'm connected to my body. And I'm much more aware of of what to do with my time from that moment forward. And it's a great place to try on what I want to create and who I want to be and where, where's the next step in my evolution or my business evolution or my family evolution. And so, you know, this is really what we try to convey in that episode is that you've got to create the space to try things on and really embody a vision to ensure you're going in the right direction. Yes. And, you know, in like, I just want to say, reiterate that clarity comes from that place of stillness inside of us. It will not come from your search bar in Google. (laughs) (laughs) So true. I've tried it, it, listeners. I go there and I start searching peace of mind, sanity, (laughs) and Google doesn't give it to me. But when I go... Or Siri. (laughs) Siri won't give you the answer either. (laughs) Siri please. What is the answer? And it doesn't come from those places. It comes from being able to sit with self and give yourself that time and space and learning a practice of stillness. You know, we have all these different um, goals and to do's and resolutions, but I really encourage people to think of, you know, how do you just carve out more stillness like just yeah. in your, in your day or in your week or in your month, just yes. like, how can you carve that out and just, like you said, be still. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's beautiful. Amazing. So that's a fantastic episode. I highly recommend if you haven't listened to it, go back and that's episode 58. So, okay. Now we're down to our top most listened to episode ever. (laughs) Okay. Here it is. How to know. So it's episode 61 how to know when you are over owning or under owning your responsibility. It's mm. mm. a I good remember one. this one. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yes. And I think, you know, I think it's, I wonder if it's not the most listened to because it's one of those areas where I think people get stuck, right? They, they aren't sure 
if they're over-owning or under-owning. And I think women in general, we tend to over-own way too much. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think what I remember about this episode was not so much everything that we talked about with how I felt before we talked about it. (laughs) I remember remember us, you know, having this conversation because I was becoming aware of how much I was over-functioning and so many conversation I was having with other women where it's like, why are we taking on so much and why do women often feel like they just have to where Mm -hmm. often like a male counterpart can just be like that's not my thing it's not mine it's not mine to hold like that's not my job um and can just kind of walk away where i see so many of my friends trying to step up and do all things um in their business all things for their clients and we've really i think what we we touched on is how we've linked that with our sense of worth yeah And how the important piece of that distinction of being able to, um, to be able to uh, not over function, but just function as we should for ourselves is to understand that there are certain things that are ours, certain things that are not ours and what that means to be able to, to let that go. So that what that's what really stood out to me about that one is that I was having my own personal journey with over functioning. Yeah. Look, I think I was going through some things in there as well, because I think it's so easy. I mean, I know I probably talked about in at least several episodes how I have a long standing pattern of over owning and defining myself by what I'm giving, not yes. what I'm receiving ever. In fact, it's hard, hard, much harder for me to receive, but that I totally define myself by how much am I giving? How much am I over giving? How much am yep. I delivering? And that, you know, that goes, that goes back into our other episode. How do I redefine myself? Because I've had to spend years working on this pattern with practitioners and therapists and counselors and all kinds of people to be able to start to break myself of that habit. And it is a habit, like it is an unconscious habit. And in some ways we get a hit from the praise we get, you know, especially for those of us who were quite young. I was really young. I was very, very praised for, for service for delivering, for over-delivering, for over-functioning, for giving my all to everybody. Like I was very praised. I was very um, loved for that. And so that became a huge part of my identity. And, you know, I think it's a part of a lot of women's identity that we are in service. And we've been taught that by the patriarchy as well. And by, you know, just society in general, that our place is service, our place is supporting our husbands, our place is giving, our place is home, you know, being in the home, our place is child rearing, you know, there's all these ways in which those, the subtle play of that over delivering is still very, very real. Yes. And that reward is very real. Like you Mm -hmm. said, it's just when you're constantly rewarded for that, um, saint like behavior, then you just want to keep getting that dopamine hit. Like, yeah, like, let me just give a little more because I (laughs) get so much, you know, praise for that. And so we're just raising, you know, young girls to often have that same, um, situation. And, you know, it's interesting. I've, I've, I don't think I said it on this episode, so I'll say it now that I, I've often heard people kind of um, talk about wanting kind of that sainthood and like thinking of Mother Teresa or something like, oh, you know, that we have this like, oh, she's just amazing. She's so giving and, and look at her if she can do it. Like, that's my goal, you know, I'll just be like Mother Teresa. I like to point out to everyone, Mother Teresa was being 
taken care of by the church. The church provided her, her housing and her food and, and all of those The not to take away from any of the people who are, who we revere as these beautiful human hearts and that they've been in service to the world and to humanity, but to remember they aren't doing it all. They aren't raising a family. They gave their life over to their um, practice, to their spiritual faith. And then they had other structures supporting them so that they could just give. Now, the modern woman doesn't have that structure around her a lot of times. She's creating the structure, then she's giving from that structure, and then she's making sure that she's cleaning that structure and repairing it. (laughs) I mean, you know, we're just like, we, that's the overfunctioning that we do. And so I like to kind of do a reality check when people start idealizing certain people like, oh, I could just need to be as amazing and giving as that person. And yeah. it's like, but look at the support systems that they have and mm-hmm. they're able to be that type of giver because they're sourcing from these resources, whether it's their faith or it's a, a you know, structure, whatever that is, financial resources, so that we don't compare ourselves to unrealistic expectations. So, yeah. And really it. just don't compare yourselves at all. Yeah. <laughs> this is my theory. Just throw comparison out the window because nobody is the same. Nobody has the same history. Nobody has the same set of circumstances, not ever. And so let's just throw, let's just take comparison off the table altogether. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. I have a therapist friend colleague that says, you know, she wrote a blog post that's comparison stills your joy. So just don't do it. It just steals your joy. It It just totally steals it because it's, yeah. So we don't want to compare. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the other cool thing I think about that episode is we sort of shared and talked about like some of the differences, you know, where that line is between over-owning and under-owning. And what I think is the key piece is that we tend to over-own our responsibility to others, but we way under-own the responsibility to ourselves. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, we love to kind of over. Um, yeah, that's the over function. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, that whole like, because it is hard to receive, I think for a lot of women, because you get in that place, it's just hard to even be aware that you're doing it. Because the energy coming back in feels new and different when you're so adept at giving energy out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have done a lot of work with this this pattern. And, you know, I feel like I, like the most comfortable I am receiving is when I paid for it, <laughs> right? So it's right? like, I can go get a massage. I can fully receive that because I've paid for the <laughs> massage. You know, I can, I can totally. you know, go do a service as long as I've paid for it. But to receive something where I, ha- I feel like there's not a direct exchange. Yeah. It's like, it's so much harder. And I think it took me so long to really own the responsibility I have to myself and to my health and to my, you know, and, and even in order to be able to give in order to be in service to others, I have to take care of myself first. And believe me, that was a really long journey. And it's a journey I see with like a lot of people. And it's something that I teach a lot on in terms of skill building in my program because so many women are used to under-owning their health, their safety, their space, their all of the things because they've prioritized everyone else first. Yeah, yeah. 
And that oxygen mask that everyone talks about now, it's like the analogy that most people know is that you need to put that mask on before you are of service to anyone else. If you are going to be giving in the world, you can't do that if you haven't given to yourself, if you yeah. haven't taken that oxygen. So yeah. it's so important in business that, yeah, we have to sustain our own health, wellness, and energy. Yeah. And I think it has to be more than a concept as well, or more than even a discipline. Like it needs to be embodied. We need to understand the feeling of that because I find that in practice, so many people actually struggle with the value that they need to have for themselves and the importance of space as an example. Like, you know, they might even go schedule a massage like I do, or they might, you know, do something to reward themselves. But for instance, space, giving themselves actual space where there's not something productive being done, that is so much harder for them to give. And there's so much more they'll receive from it. So it's a really interesting process of being able to, to start to really embody that and recognize that we are so much more responsible when we take care of ourselves first. It's not selfish. It's not, you know, uh, focusing on self. It's not even egocentric. It's actually like responsible. Yes. Yes. Oh, such good reminders. I'm actually really enjoying this kind of trip down memory lane yeah. through a different podcast because it's reminding me, you know, that these are such core values of mm -hmm. yours and mine and like how we navigated um, our launch of being becoming um, entrepreneurs together in our process over the years. And it just feels good to kind of hear it reflected back again in this context because, you know, embodiment stepping into our truth and into our power aligned um, and being able to really discern like what is ours, what is not our responsibility and how to be mindful of that um, energy in and energy out. Like these are really core values mm. of, of what we believe sustains women in this business arena. Yeah. And you know what I love about it as well is that, you know, we we're very balanced and it's important, you know, business structures and marketing and sales and, you know, some of the things that are revolving around business, they're really important. And I teach them, you know, all the time because they're key. But what we're most passionate about, what we think has the most impact is how we change ourselves. And I love that the three most listened to episodes are all internal episodes. None of them are about marketing. None of them are about sales. None of them are about business structures. They're all about you know, how we navigate the internal struggles that we have and create something better for ourselves. And they're really internal journeys. And I think that is the coolest part of what has been revealed with the top three episodes. Agreed. And I also think that we would be amiss not to circle it back around to the inspiration of even why we call it an arena. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know um, if you want to talk about the quote that inspired us or if you want me to talk about it yeah you go ahead okay so um this was you know Brene Brown um most people are familiar with her book Daring Greatly and she talks about a quote in there that sort of is at the is it the actual intro of her on her forward yeah um, it is yeah and it is, and I don't have the quote in front of me, so I can't completely read it. I could look it up real quick, but um, it is basically about what it means to really be in the arena, to have the courage to be inside of the arena. 
is more valuable than if, you know, you never stepped inside. It doesn't matter if you're what's inside of it, (laughs) but you stepped into it with all of your heart and you allowed yourself to be vulnerable and to dare to be great. And that's why we decided to call this podcast women in the business arena, because we know it takes courage. We know it takes heart that you're daring greatly by stepping into the center. And we want all women to know that they're not alone and that we're in it together and that we're just doing more and more to bring one another inside. Yeah. And, and, you know, part of it, you know, as well as that the business arena prior to now has been dominated by the masculine, dominated by the patriarchy and not conducive for our personal growth or our family's growth or the world's growth, in my opinion. And so, you know, one of the reasons we also did that is because we wanted to acknowledge and look at that as women, we are changing the arena. And it is only because we were going into it bravely and with courage and we're shifting the way things are done and we're shifting what we'll tolerate and we're shifting what we're experiencing and we're being leaders and we're contributing in such powerful ways. And I think, you know, that is really the power of this podcast, the power of women in business and what we're creating in the world is that we are stepping into the business arena and we are shifting it for the greater good of all. Yes. Hell yes. Hell yes. All right. Well, this was really fun doing a little mashup, if you will. Yeah, I like of our it. top three episodes. So, you know, we really appreciate and thank all of you amazing listeners because, I mean, really, this is what we do this for. So if you weren't listening, it would not be the same. So thank you so much for honoring our last hundred episodes and may we have a hundred more. <laughs> Yes. Come join us in the arena, ladies, because we're having fun. That's (laughs) right. I love it. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Add to the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease. We need more women in power and with the resources to change the world. If you are enjoying the show and want to support our mission, please help us spread the word. You can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who've commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We're so appreciative of your support. Okay, see you next week.